0: to Star Wars from the back to tank. I am Michael Flores, your host and the lord of all Sith. That's right. I'm claiming that and if you refuse to accept it, come at me with your lightsabers because I'm ready. I've created a lightsaber shield which (laughs) I I hear that you can make up all types of crazy shit now. Pretty much. I created a lightsaber shield. (laughs) So try to break through my defenses. Go ahead. Can't. All right, in the studio or in the back of waters with me as well is David Sabal. Hello. Hello, everybody. All right, so we have a news show planned. There is a lot of news to get through, quite a bit. A lot of it circling on some pretty big reveals. Surprising uh, su- Surprises. Surprises or surprising? What's the uh, verbiage we're going to use Probably here? Probably both. We are both surprised. Let's just say that that there's a whole lot of Darth Vader news. Which, in this day and age, I just did not think we would ever get anything connected ever again to Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader or Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker. And yet, that is all the news that is popping up right now.
1: Because, remember, we were told, like, the Skywalker saga was done. Yeah. It was done. Well, you know what? Part of the Skywalker saga is Anakin. Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, so, <laughs> and that's why I'm a little nervous. I'll be perfectly honest, and this is not me being a buzzkill or a uh, a troll by any means. The fan in me is immediately excited. There's no question about it. When you say to me, "Hey, there's a, a new series coming out, and Vader is going to be a big part of it," come on, of course I'm excited. Yeah, but the realist in me, or perhaps the skeptic, I I have to ask a few questions. What are you going to be doing? What type of story is this? Will this uh, be executed in a way that will be safe for Star Wars canon? These are one of those aspects that has to be handled extremely delicate. And this is something that we, David, you and I have talked about now for probably five or six years. It's always been uh, very divisive when it comes to Vader uh, for you and I. Not divisive in the negative sense, just complicated. Because yeah, we want Vader stories, but we're also nervous that it'll be fucked up. Because honestly, when you're looking at the the overarching story of Anakin Skywalker, his story is done. And it's a beautiful story. If you look at the movies, uh, the prequel trilogy, and you combine that with the Clone Wars cartoon, and then you take into account A New Hope. His story is great. It's great. It's perfect. Sure, there are other things you can do. You could fill in the blanks, but you don't have to. And if you decide to do so, you are walking in some very dangerous territory. So that's the only thing I have to say about all of this Darth Vader stuff in the way of hesitation or warning.
1: Well, I'll I'll come out and say it, all right? We we've, we've been burned already once, Mike, with with our Star Wars characters legacies being tarnished. Let's come out and say it. Well, look what I, they did with Luke. Now,
0: exactly. Now, I am not going to get into Last Jedi hate because I don't exactly. I don't hate the Last Jedi. We've beaten uh, that dead horse. Yes, there's no reason to even get into that topic, but There is an argument to be made about how they handle Luke Skywalker's story. When you think about it, all we ever saw was him fail in these movies. And I don't have a problem with him failing, but there's very little to help us get to where we went. We went from Return of the Jedi to The Last Jedi, and it's over. And it's over. For Luke Skywalker and his journey, and we have nothing in between. So because of that, we went from him being a success as a Jedi, the 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 illusion was that he was uh, the one that would save the universe and restore balance, and things would be good for him. But as it turns out, everything kind of falls apart. Yes. And that's what I have a problem with. Now, I don't have a problem with it falling apart, let's say, 40, 50 years later in his life, if we as fans... Were privy to his life in between, exactly. his successes, his failures. But instead, we got a big win in Return of the Jedi, and then we got a failure, and then his the story is done.
1: And his story is done. And and the thing was, yes, And the one thing out of Last Jedi that I've always stated works is Luke's failure. If they were to able to bl- let the audience see it, at least give you know, if they were going to do that, Dave,
0: they should have at least, the very least. Made sure that he was a big part of the Force Awakens. Awakens.
1: Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, is like, it is believable to actually say Luke lost his faith when he realized the truth about Anakin. Absolutely. Because we, we remember, were all on board that train. We were all on board that train when we were discussing, when we discussed about Last Jedi. The previews, when he said,
0: maybe it's time for the Jedi to end, we're like,
1: yes, this then- is what we've been wanting. And then brings up the fact that uh, they're a whole failure of the Jedi Council from the, yes. from, the from, from the prequels. Made sense. Yeah, him understanding what really happened
0: and accepting the fact that the Jedi are to blame because of their arrogance and their overconfidence. All of that works in All a lot that of Jedi. Works.
1: The problem was it was executed poorly because- We like, went from A to Z. A to Z. Yeah, no, nothing in between. It's like, okay, what the heck? You mean to tell me that Luke went from this really quickly? Yeah, and that's what it feels. But like It feels like
0: it because we have no stories in between Return of the Jedi and the Last Jedi. So that, maybe just to change the topic for a second, Dave. Maybe retrospectively, that Last Jedi may play differently as the years go by, the years and they fill by. in the blanks with TV shows comics and books and then maybe we won't look at Last Jedi as just this blase return for Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah, and going back to like, you know, the the original topic that we were talking about yeah. with Vader, okay, there, I could see them have that safety net because I think that that's what you were alluding to, that they have that safety net that we have all this build up, whoa, I just knocked it in the microphone, like, we we have all this build-up of Anakin through all these shows already. So it'd be very difficult for them to screw it up. But the flip side to that is also, well, there is so much there the there is already so much yeah. done. What wiggle room do you have left to tell a story that's actually substantial for the story of Anakin? I mean, do we need to need know more of his relationship between him and Ahsoka? Yeah. Not really. I mean, that that whole storyline went beautifully. Do we need to see more maybe from Ahsoka's side? Sure. So I could see that, I could see, you know, seeing more about Obi-Wan, having Anakin there. It makes sense to me more so with Obi-Wan than Ahsoka. But using that comparison
0: with Luke, that's why I even brought up Luke. Because of what they did with his story, mm-hmm. I am nervous that they may do the same thing yeah. with with Anakin. Anakin. So that's the reason why we're hesitant. Now, that being said, we're also looking at this strictly as fans, are super uber excited. And honestly, it might be the number one thing I'm looking forward to when it comes to anything Star Wars upcoming in the future. Now, of course, we know based on previous news that Anakin Skywalker will be making his appearance in the Obi-Wan series. We know this. This has now been confirmed through Lucasfilm themselves. But now, are you ready, Dave? Okay. Hayden Christensen will be returning as Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader in the upcoming Ahsoka series. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Ahsoka takes place roughly five years after return of the jedi.
1: Around the same time as Mandalorian, right? Yes.
0: And yeah. we know that Vader is dead. So this could mean a few things. Flashback sequences and force ghosts, right? Force ghosts. I mean, those are really the only two <laughs> options.
1: You know what I'm really hoping for? This sound this may sound bad, Mike, but I'm really hoping for force ghosts because I want to see Ahsoka, the Ahsoka series Almost like a Shakespearean play. Yep. Where I can already see a possible story that they're trying to say with Ahsoka is like her coming to true terms about the failure of hers with Anakin, because especially me and you have talked about it multiplications and off air that moment in Rebels, when she has her final face-off against Darth Vader, and supposedly dies. Right. It was was a wonderful cap to the relationship between Ahsoka and Anakin. And it leaves it off with Ahsoka telling Anakin, I'm not leaving you again.
0: Sacrificing herself
1: to show Anakin,
0: even if he refused to let it cut through that cold heart at that time, he was willing to sacrifice herself to show Anakin that she will not leave him this time.
1: Yeah, she That's a powerful way to end that story. And she wanted to make amends for what happened. Yeah. In in Clone Wars. And when you get to that point, it was a beautiful capstone, but then you know like they brought her back. Yeah. And the only thing that I was like thinking was maybe the story for her is now coming to terms with the fact that she has to come To understand that that is Anakin. Anakin fell and became Darth Vader. Well okay. So yes.
0: That's really the only reason why you're going to want to do this. Like sure we want our lightsaber battles. We want to see Darth Vader. We want to see Anakin Skywalker. That's a given. But in terms of story. You got to make sure he's being included. Because he's going to have a very important part to play. In the fleshing out of Ahsoka's story. In live action form. Now we know that Ahsoka finds out. That Anakin is Darth Vader in Star Wars Rebels. Which is roughly 15 to 18 years before A New Hope. Yes. So that's a long time in between Revenge of the Sith. When she's out hiding and doing her thing as Fulcrum. That she doesn't know. She may have some idea. She may have some theories as we know. Especially after... What Darth Maul told her in Clone Wars Season 7. He warned her and told her what would happen and that together they can end this threat. And she chose not to. That's a big story moment. They have to tie in all those strands into the Ahsoka series in an emotional sense so that we can have that reconciliation in her series. This needs to be the moment where we take all of that past, all of that baggage, and we actually see how Ahsoka deals with it
1: yeah, or have has handled it. You have to cash in your chips at this point with uh, all of it.
0: Yes. And obviously we know it affects her even up to the more contemporary storyline. If you look at the Mandalorian, why did she choose not to train Grogu? Because she felt like she, she wasn't good enough. Still. Yes. He probably felt like she failed Anakin. Even though she was not the trainer, she was the pad one, which right there is so interesting psychologically. The fact that the pad one feels responsible for the master. For the master, That right there could fuel an entire season alone. So Anakin being a part of Ahsoka series makes sense on so many levels. In fact, in a lot of ways for me, this makes more sense than seeing Anakin take two with Obi-Wan. Because that, I honestly, I know I'm in the minority and I can accept that I'm fine. Because we, and I've said this before on the shows, but let me just reiterate for the purpose of new listeners. In A New Hope, we get the very clear, we get a very clear thought. Or what's the word I'm looking for, David? Clear understanding. We we get a clear understanding. It's very clear. That Obi-Wan has not seen Vader since the fall of the Republic. Yes. That's what we've all assumed. Now, sure, 20 plus 20 years roughly is a very long time between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And we can easily say, hey, maybe he saw him five years after Revenge of the Sith. And 15 years, that's still a very long time. But we have to take into account that in New Hope, Moft Tarkin tells Vader, you are the last. Of your religion. Surely your old master. Is no longer alive. Alluding to the fact. That Anakin or I should say Obi-Wan. Has not been heard from. In a very very long time. Or or any other Jedi. So that's why I'm nervous. Because I do not want them to. Undermine moments. In a new hope.
1: Yes and I, I agree. I agree I mean like me and you have gone back and forth about this which is uh, about which series we'd be willing and i'm actually as a as i said on a, several occasions i like the idea of anakin and obi-wan more than Ahsoka. but like both stories are so
0: opposite then huh? yeah what,
1: yeah we're, both stories are almost when you think about it now i mean even me thinking about it right now as we're talking about it both stories are very similar it, it's two characters trying to come to terms with a failure of theirs in their past. One one is Ahsoka who's right now thinking about it, especially after you mentioned the strength of she's the Padawan and yet she's the one that has to watch out for her master. Right. There's something almost beautiful about that relationship because it takes their relationship out of being just Jedi Knights. Yeah. They were a family. Almost like they were, they were, they, they truly were a a loving family unit. Whereas when I look at Obi-Wan and Anakin, I mentioned it to you on several occasions about that final moment when Obi-Wan looks at Anakin burning alive and then walks away. To me, there's more, there, there's still more meat on that bone that has to be chewed out, uh, chewed up about because Obi-Wan, had the de- d has to deal with the fact that he up and left him down there to die. That's not something easy to, ca- to, to, to carry. When you put into the to to scope that Obi Wan and Anakin are brothers, and Obi Wan treated Anakin as uh as even take it even further. Obi Wan was like the parental unit to Anakin when Anakin was a small child. So. He, he went from being a per- parent to a brother and then watching that same person that he had to, uh, he had to groom burn alive. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> and yeah. that's not something that basically I could just grab my, grab his lightsaber and walk off into the distance. What's for lunch? What's for lunch? <laughs> exactly.
0: Now I do agree. And you bring up great points. There is a lot of emotional story to be told. When you look at a scene like that. Because you're right. How does Obi-Wan. View what happened. As a necessary. In order to spare the galaxy. From a potential threat. He thought he was ending it. He didn't know that Yoda had failed. So him leaving Vader to die. Was him. Hoping to save the galaxy. Now he gets back and realizes that. They all failed and nothing mattered and he left his friend there to die. I mean, that is some very dark.
1: Yeah, and his it, his friend ends up surviving.
0: Yes, ends up surviving and imagine how he feels knowing that he survived cut in half and then re uh engineered and put together as a cyborg offen- essentially. That is twisted. And if Obi-Wan uh the series deals with the psychological aspects of that. And brings closure to that. Then that's definitely a story. That's worthy to be told. Absolutely. And I would be excited. And That'd also Dave. Would you think. I think you were trying to go. You were starting to go in this direction. Do you think. That each of these. Installments. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. That are going to have Anakin. Do you not think. That Anakin's <laughs> story itself has to be connected in some way between the two. It doesn't have to be overtly, but it could be emotionally, it can be uh via a theme that we can all pick out as Star Wars fans. Yeah. Something that brings a little bit of consistency to the new Anakin story.
1: That's why I I brought to you that one notion about do you honestly think that we're going to get okay, we're going to get Obi-Wan, we're going to get Ahsoka But then my brain started thinking, and I've seen rumors about it online, too, that there's going to be a third series. This is the trilogy for Disney+. Now, this is
0: solely your theory, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and many others is the fact that it's leading to an Anakin series, which I was really, I, I tried thinking about it. And I'm going, you know what? This makes complete sense. You have You Obi-Wan. tried thinking
0: or you did think
1: about? I did. I did think about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I I did think about this was does the does the does the handling of the franchise by Disney make sense? And narratively doesn't make sense. And I came to the conclusion that it does because if you start with a story of Obi-Wan that deals with his relationship with Anakin and Anakin becoming Darth Vader. Yeah. Then you go to Ahsoka and that series deals with Ahsoka's feelings about Anakin becoming Darth Vader. You do a third and final series that basically details Anakin's point of view, like a trilogy of it. Yeah. And it's Anakin because there is one point that we have no, uh, very little knowledge about is Anakin, Right as he becomes Darth Vader, when he steps off the platform and asks about Padme yeah. and, you know, screams the iconic no.
0: Which I love.
1: Which, which I, don't, is, I don't
0: care what anybody which says. Which is
1: tragic. Yeah. It's just the saddest moment in Star Wars. Dude, I,
0: I personally think it's powerful. I never understood people hating on that. I was like, fuck, to have a, a mean looking character like that scream out in pain, like emotional pain. I will never understand the hate on that.
1: And when you take into context about Clone Wars and the final, final season of Clone Wars, about how Anakin was reaching out to his friends and his family and no one came to his aid. And then you sell, so, you, you, you parallel that with, with the uh, revenge of the Sith at the very end. What does Anakin tell Obi-Wan? If you're not with me, that means that all of you are against me. That is, sucks because that's what it was all building towards. And then you get Anakin becoming Darth Vader and essentially the death of Anakin Skywalker is Vader stepping off onto the platform. Yeah. Now, Dave, I have to say that this is one of the best ideas you've ever had. You have a lot
0: of doozies out there that you've put out into the world. And I think this is one of your good ideas. If they were to do a star Wars Anakin type of trilogy between TV shows, you know. Of course, Obi Wan being the first, Ahsoka being the second, and then his own. Then Anakin is last. And you tie it together in some way, either through a theme or just an emotional narrative of some sort that tells or strengthens each other's story as each one is released. Then I'm on board that. I think that's a good idea. You just have to make sure you're very careful when you do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
1: and, it, and especially with the with the knowledge that basically we, what we've been watching so far in the news, Hayden Christensen has been more proactive than ever with Disney. Yeah, I mean, well, just the last well,
0: he, two months, he surfaced and realized that everyone likes him now. He, he yeah. surfaced like two years ago, and he's all like, "Wait a second, people like
1: me people now. like me now." And uh, like, maybe I'll come back to acting. Yeah, the last two months, this is the most news we've ever had with Hayden Christensen.
0: Yeah, it's exciting, man. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's not, because it is very exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be excited just to actually see him back again, you know, working as an actor. Oh, well, I was happy that he did that small
0: little bit for just his voice, you know, talking to Ray. and that alone was pretty fun. Okay, Dave, so moving on to some more great news. Sasha Banks confirms she will not return <laughs> in The Mandalorian Season 3. I like how you say that the great news it's no secret David that
1: I am not a fan of Sasha Banks. You're not going to get that action figure of
0: hers no, are you? No. I mean she's a a terrific wrestler, right? Is that was she yes. is. Yes. And she's an attractive woman, but she is a shitty actor. <laughs> Just wooden. She doesn't emote. All she has is that that knowing cool guy face which David you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Anyone who's ever worked with an actor, let's say as a director uh, behind the camera, and you get that one person who just can't get it. And they, you guys go back and forth. You talk about your adjustments for a scene. You say, well, this is what I'm thinking. And you go back and forth with the actor. And then you're like, yes, you got it. Good job. And then you say, roll camera, action. And it goes from knowing how to act to not knowing how to act. Because... He acts, or let's say the actor, acts like he knows a camera's on him, and he makes that knowing face, just like we all do when a camera's pointing in our direction. That's what Sasha Banks does in every scene that she was in in The Mandalorian. He had this slight smirk. It was not good. So, listen, we lost, who's the other lady we lost? Uh, that was,
1: oh, I forgot her name. <laughs> I forgot too. I forgot too because, like, that was the big one. Come on, Dave. It's the lady who's
0: been a part of it. What good are you, Dave? <laughs> it's it, it's been a long night. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna pull this name. but I can't believe I'm. See, am forgetting <laughs> See? like this. Don't even try to throw Gina it Carano. Yeah. Okay. Like I liked Gina Carano when yeah. she was in uh, in. I liked her in The Mandalorian when she was performing action. When you asked her to pull a gun, when you asked her to fight, it was convincing. It was physical. It was visceral. It worked. But the moment you had her perform a normal, grounded scene, it wasn't good. Listen, I would have chosen to get rid of her. I felt like even though she was an average, a below average actor, she did have screen presence and she was charismatic and she was likable. Yes. That's the thing that she had going for her. But that being said, They got rid of her and I'm okay with it because we can always fill in the blanks with better actors. And now they got rid of Sasha Banks. Yes. And you know what that means? We now only have good actors left
1: on this (laughs) show. show. And also it's kind of like, now this is, this is not saying, you know, Cara doom. And I forgot what Sasha Banks, character's name was offhand. Uh,
0: Useless Mandalorian. (laughs) Number
1: four. four. But it's not saying that those characters are useless, but at the end of the day, they're not important to the Mandalorian story right now. You know, who's important that we definitely do need and we have to make sure that he stays on Luke is- Skywalker. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. Well, you know, there's rumors that he's going to be a big is part of it. He's going to be a big part of it, but is Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah. You need Pedro Pascal.
0: Of course. Yes. that. <laughs> In my opinion, there's, there's three untouchables, okay? No, four. Moff Gideon. Yeah. Of course, the Mando. ming na Although, probably gonna...
1: She's gonna be in Book of Boba Fett.
0: Yeah. So then, those are the two. Those are the two that those are... are the two. Oh, Carl Weathers' his character. I think he's <laughs> um, Grief Karga. Grief Karga. I mean, he's fantastic. He's one of the best... Scoundrel, you know the whole Star Wars
1: trope, the scoundrel trope. Oh yeah, he's probably one of the best
0: scoundrels since Lando that has been introduced.
1: And and the thing is, having a veteran actor like that, because that's that's I fucking love Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is for the cast in general. I think Carl Weathers was he was born to be in Star Wars, dude. He was born he to be in Star has Wars. The look, but he's also born to be in this cast because. He's that veteran influence that basically can take care of like the younger non, not as experienced actors, because we saw what he was able to do when he's sharing a scene with, with Gina Carano, when he's sharing a scene with Gina Carano, you could tell Gina Carano is actually kind of leaning towards Carl Weathers acting wise. And it works because that's the type of influence he has. So he's actually, I I agree with you. He's a definite important. He's an important element to the cast, not just as his character, but just as that influence.
0: Yep. Agreed. Okay. So quick little live read here. I want to remind everyone that we do have a Patreon page. So if you go to patreon.com slash digital, you are able to pledge on our page, which means subscribe and when you subscribe to our $5 tier which is our podcast you'll receive tons of additional back to tank content ranging from book reviews episode reviews of various Star Wars Clone Wars episodes comic books you name it we do it on our Patreon feed so if you want more back to tank head over to patreon.com/ringman digital we have just finished recording a review of Lego Star Wars terrifying tales which is a patreon exclusive so if you want to listen to our breakdown of that you will have to subscribe also you can find us on itunes that's our preferred place for people to catch our show and also give us a review and a five-star rating that's what we need the more ratings we get the more we pop up on people's feeds which means more people can find our show Please do so. Okay, David. So, Lego Star Wars Castaways game announced today <laughs> yes. exclusively for Apple Arcade. A new Lego Star Wars game has just been announced to launch on November 19th. I like how they they sandbag all the Star Wars releases for the holiday season.
1: Yeah, you noticed that, huh?
0: <laughs> Which I'm okay with that because they're trying to... Play into the tradition of Star Wars. I mean, it is a tradition that we get winter releases of things, you know, over the last several years. So, if we're not getting movies, then fine. Sandbag your series to come out during the holiday season and... Give us these Lego specials. Give us these games. It makes the holiday season that much more fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It just it just basically means that your wallet is going to be ravaged. Well, listen,
0: this time of year, most people expect that anyways,
1: right? Yeah. Well, it's even more crazy with Star Wars because they just, they also, not only do they make video game announcements. Yeah. But they made toy announcements and all the toys are coming out. I'm like, well, there goes a bunch of, uh, a bunch of money right there. The Lego sets got announced. Uh, the uh, most expensive Star Wars figure made by the Black Series figures is now is is coming out. And it's the giant Rancor. Guess how much they're going to sell it for. Mike? One dollar. Four hundred dollars. Yeah, who's going to buy that? Well, I, does I, anybody? I, I, w- I am. Oh, <laughs> you should. Mike, it's a giant Rancor. I want a giant Rancor. <laughs> well, you know what?
0: I don't know. I was going to say something. I don't know (laughs) what it was, but I
1: I mean, I could take all my Black Series figures and put them in his hand.
0: Oh, my. How big is it exactly?
1: (laughs) It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be by scale so that it can hold all the Black Series figures.
0: Oh, scale when it comes to the The Black Series figures. Because you're supposed to actually
1: actually go along with the Black Series figures. Okay, that's cool. So, I don't know if it's $400 cool, but I've seen it. It's as, lo- uh, I've seen pictures of it. It's as large as a table. That's how big it is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I'm sorry, I want that in my life. And we know
0: Black Series puts some great toys out there in the way of detail. Or uh, give me a life size uh, Black Series of Padme or, um, who is that? Uh, I
1: think you can do that with real
0: dolls. Oh, can you? <laughs> I well, think uh, so. gonna make an order, please. <laughs> okay, so getting us back to the Lego Star Wars game. It's an online social action adventure game that comes with the promise of a new planet, classic Star Wars moments, and the fun included in all Lego games. Now, I will tell you right now, the Lego games, all of them, okay. not, even, not just the Star Wars ones, they are a guilty pleasure of mine. They are. I think they are so fun. Fun to play. The Indiana Jones one that came out years ago. The Lord of the Rings. The DC villains. The DC heroes. Of course all the Star Wars ones. So when this was announced. I got excited especially because it's an online social. They're trying to make it relevant. Which we know today. One way to help video games perform well. As well as give it longevity. Is to make it social. 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 Get people to communicate, get people to create groups, get people to do, you know, uh, planned party nights where they all get together as a group and raid the other team or, you know, team up to beat a mission that they had put out. That's really hard if you were just one character, which a lot of these games do that where you uh, win better rewards if you fight as a group. So this is exciting. And if you look at some of the steals, I'm going to post them on our Facebook page after this show goes on demand. It is cool. You have profiles, you have class, you have customizations, you can pick and choose how your characters look, just like you would with any Lego. So it's also like an MMO in the sense that you can create your character.
1: Yeah, you you can literally build your own brick figure, which is fantastic because like, Lego has tried to do this with their own Lego multiplayer game. And it kind of fell by the wayside because they tried to match Minecraft. And they basically realized after that battle that they lost, they basically said, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. And what can we do to actually, you know, make that type of game, but get people really invested into it. And a lot of people have been saying they needed to lean onto their licensed franchise. You know, Marvel, DC. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And Star Wars was the first one that they chose because a lot of people are saying, well, that's been their tried and true franchise when it comes to Lego. Yeah, the Marvel Marvel and DC Lego sets are very popular, but Star Wars has been with Lego for a very long time, much longer than actually the comic books. So I'm... I was actually not surprised they made this announcement about castaways and it got me really excited because just like what you said, Lego, the Lego games are so easy to pick up that anyone can play it. The only thing that
0: sucks, Dave, is that you don't have an Apple device. No, I do. Oh, you do? I have an iPad. Well then, oh, that's right. Well then guess what you and I are going to (laughs) do? We're going (laughs) to play the shit out of this and we're going (laughs) to review it. Okay. Okay. So be ready. You and I are going to nerd out.
1: Oh, so Mike, hey, maybe I Maybe we'll go live on Twitch. I can't play anymore. These kids are too mean. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. They're animals.
0: <laughs> so just some more details before we move on. The announcement officially says the heroes of their own Star Wars adventure. Uh, gamers will visit a mysterious new planet. Meet. And team up with friends, other castaways, race, micro-fighters, and experience classic Star Wars moments. They'll also unlock hundreds of collectible pieces to customize their minifigure. Solve a mystery to save this community of castaways on the ruins of an ancient civilization. Throughout, players can battle foes, solve puzzles, and hone skills in battle and Light simulations. Those looking to share the fun can hang out with friends in the social hub and communicate through Lego emotes, as well as challenge parents, siblings, and friends in the hippodrome. I have no idea what that is. I have
1: no idea or what that is. Join
0: forces to complete quests to earn rewards. You know what? I think you and I are going to play this, and we're going to. I don't even want you playing it, Dave, until you get to the studio. I want you to open it up, and we're going to go live on Twitch. Eh, we can do it and we'll fumble our way through this like a bunch of noobs. <laughs> noobs, but I think that'll be fun because it'll help others figure it out as they're playing too.
1: No, that's true. I, I think that that's a really cool idea.
0: So we'll do that. It'll also be available in an audio format. It won't be as entertaining, but we'll make sure we at least share the link if we don't release it as an on-demand option. Okay. So Star Wars visions. Has been received favorably. More than I think a lot of people originally expected. There was a lot of naysayers out there. You know how it is. There's a lot of Star Wars fans that can't quite get over. Their own expectations. And a lot of them are still upset. Over the sequel trilogy. And I understand. I do. But they refuse to latch on to anything at this point, And they're ready to just hate. However Star Wars visions. Seem to have cut through. And a lot of people. Didn't want this to happen. In fact, it was able to win over many of the people that were shitting on this originally. Yeah. So, I would consider this a big win for Star Wars in a big way.
1: Oh, easily. Especially since people are comparing comparing Star Wars Visions to one of Marvel's uh, products right now with the What If series. And a lot of people are actually saying that Star Wars Visions is a much better Star, uh, what if type series than Marvel's what if, because you can tell on Star Wars Visions that all the studios and all the creative people they're having fun. There's no, there's no limitations to what they're, yeah, the, the their storytelling. I mean, is. mean, you don't
0: have to adhere to, to canon. You know, you don't have to be canon compliant. That gives you a lot of freedom just yeah. to kind of mess around and do things that we have never seen or things that may not even
1: work if it was canon. But still, it gives you that freedom to actually do it. And yeah. you get some, there have been some awesome gems in visions that I've been ex- very excited that at least one of those got turned into, I believe a novel that's coming out
0: and it will be canon. So and it's, it will the, be canon. it's Ronin, Ronin, the first anime and- of visions uh, will be considered canon. Once the book drops, which and, is pretty cool.
1: And I remember when we all co- covered visions, Ronan was actually one of the top, at least top three yeah. of all the shorts, because dude, that I believe so, yeah. That entire concept was fantastic. It was. He wasn't a, in the very end. He's not a Jedi. He's a Sith Hunter.
0: Yeah, it was good. There's a lot of potential there. So it, it makes sense that there would be a book or comic book uh, to follow up the short so, Star Wars Visions is dropping, or I should say Star Wars slash Lucasfilm is dropping a Star Wars Visions official soundtrack. Uh, I believe as of October 15th, it's already been released. I was not aware of this, oh, so I'm going this. to pick it up because the soundtrack yeah. is is pretty fantastic. It has a little bit of that anime vibe, but then also it, it, it adheres to um the classic Star Wars sounds as well that we've come to expect. Yeah. So I enjoy that. Now, staying on Star Wars Visions news, David, the ninth Jedi is the most successful of all of Visions. It's the one that's been continually critically praised by both critics as well as fans. It seems to be topping everyone's list as number one of Star Wars Visions. Easily. Now, the Star Wars Visions director, are you ready for this? Kenji Kamiyama confirms the ninth Jedi is a pilot.
1: <laughs> Didn't we actually say that in the yes, show? We that said it felt too feels, much like a pilot. It
0: feels like a legitimate start. It feels like a pilot episode. I believe our exact words were. I love it. Uh he said, I'd love to have the chance to make a full length feature out of this. I feel like I have a complete story in place. He also agrees that the essential magic of Star Wars is how it tells the story of a young nobody that that sets across the galaxy, in his opinion. It's part of the reason why we relate so easily to the Skywalker saga films, and he's totally right, according to this uh, article. And I would agree. I would agree with that sentiment 100%. The thing about this is it goes to show you what it takes to write a legitimate story. He actually details the amount of work he did. He said that he worked on background stories for every single one of his characters.
1: Detailed. You can tell, too. I mean, with in, in regard to, like, all the characters, all the characters in there down to even the Sith Lords or the Sith. I, would you call them Sith Lords? I don't know if they were. Yeah, they even, were Sith. But were they Lords? I, I, I think they were just, like, you know, the Inquisitor type, you know, just... Inquisitors aren't Sith, though. Yeah, these these were Sith. But wait, each one—they called them Sith, right? They called them Sith. They
0: were Sith. Yeah.
1: So each one had their own very unique personality, even down to the one. Remember that one of them basically was actually a Jedi that fell to become a Sith because he gave into his. uh, I think it was like he gave into his rage.
0: Yeah, it's very well thought out, and this is a conversation I've had recently and on all of our shows when it comes to character development when you plot and plan characters out and you even write let's say you write a 30 page treatment on your characters each even though probably only one percent of that will actually reach the actual project itself whether it be a tv series or movie even though you're only going to see a fraction of that It's never wasted because it actually helps these characters feel that much real in the movie or TV show because there's that sense of understanding the character. When you understand a character, a lot can be conveyed through the unsaid. And that can only be executed properly by way of a director or writer if he understands that character and if he understands the nuances of that person. Of that individual, it will come through in your final product. And that's why the ninth Jedi pops and works like no other uh, anime envisions. Like, all of them are good for the most part. But this one pops and works better than the rest because the characters, all of them, make sense. All of them work. And you have a well-thought-out reveal. It goes to show you this is what's required. You cannot be making decisions while you're on set. Yeah. You cannot be halfway done shooting a movie and then you decide to make Ray Palpatine's daughter. Exactly. Which is what they did in Revenge of the Sith. According to Daisy Ridley, they didn't know until almost the end of the movie that she was going to be related to Palpatine. And It had gone back and forth between Obi-Wan's daughter and Palpatine's daughter, Obi-Wan's daughter to Palpatine daughter. It was changing and it wasn't solidified and decided until nearly the end. You don't think that hurts in the subtext of the scenes that you've
1: already shot. And when you take it into parallel with like what we got in ninth Jedi, where obviously he knew the, the supposed, Force wielders that were waiting for the lightsabers. He knew already that they're not Jedi; they're all Sith. But when you get to that moment when <laughs> they reveal themselves, and no one saw that. No one saw that coming. I I remember when me, you, Greg, and I think it was Lauren too, covered visions, and we were like going that moment when they ignited their lightsabers and all of them turned red. Yep. It was like that. Oh my God! What the hell just happened? Moment. I,
0: I'm gonna. And I'm gonna go really hard on this. I'm gonna blow it. Okay. It is probably the best Star Wars reveal since I'm your father. Name me one other reveal.
1: I can't. Yes. I can't. Exactly. Because like uh,
0: the number one, they're just are not a lot of those reveals.
1: Because that moment was just like that roller coaster ride of I Am Your Father because, like, you went from, oh, my God, these guys are not the heroes. They're the bad guys. And on top of that... It's just the way they did it, the way they built up. They built it up. The fact
0: that the lightsabers change based on your emotions. Yes. And then suddenly we see the red blades pop up on all of them, and it just completely catches all of us off guard.
1: And the thing that was even more... More, I think, monumental was the fact that you have all the light, lightsabers turning red. Meanwhile, the one novice who's standing there by himself, you know, with a, I think it was a blue or green lightsaber, and he's standing there by himself. You all of a sudden, Who are you talking about? The one, the one, uh, the one the lightsaber, kid? the kid. That's a girl. No, uh, the one that was with her. Remember, there was a, yeah. there was the, uh uh novice Jedi that came in, and he was like this young man that basically was very young be, uh, behind the years wet behind the ears? wet behind the years, and he's the only one standing between them and her, and all it is is like their lightsabers ignite it's all red, and he's the only blue you know jedi lightsaber in the room, yeah. And it's almost like that feeling that, oh my God, he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. The, the, there was suspense. There was excitement.
0: There was reveals. It was legitimately a pilot episode in so many ways. It had all those marks. So the director alludes to the fact that he's hoping they give him another shot. They got and, to,
1: they got to Dave
0: at this point. Lucasfilm seems to be 100% about fan service, which I'm not necessarily all about. However, if you're going to do it and people are salivating for ninth Jedi, then just do it. Commit to a a trilogy of anime films that's all about this that you release on Disney Plus. Don't worry about theatrical release. It's an anime. Hey, listen, if you want to release it in a theater, it might be pretty cool.
1: Just do it. Why? What do you have to lose? Oh yeah, uh, and I encourage people. You know, like listeners right now that are listening to our update show to understand the gravity of Ninth Jedi. I encourage our listeners go listen to our visions, uh, visions recording because Mike always makes the comment of how I get excited, and you could tell in my voice that I get excited about something. That was probably the first time in the room when I could tell, uh, you could tell that you get excited. I was excited. Greg and Lauren get more excited than even me when we discuss about Nine Jedi. Yeah. Because that's how good it was.
0: It was so good. And if Yeah, if listeners out there have not taken the time to watch Visions, uh, it's nine short films. It doesn't take a whole lot of time in the ways of investing time, I should say just sit down watch them if you want to watch two or three every couple of days fine they're like 10 15 minutes apiece i believe ninth jedi is 20 minutes yes uh, or if you just want to skip to ninth jedi so you know what we're talking about <laughs>
1: we you would not be you would not miss anything if you just want to watch ninth jedi
0: there are some stories and visions that aren't, aren't super great and they may not be your cup of tea but for the most part the the entire package itself visions was was pretty fun
1: Just a fun, unique outlook onto Star Wars.
0: Yeah. All right, Dave. This does bring us to the end of our discussion. We must close out. We did have a few other things to get to, but we'll save it for our next episode. I want to remind people that we do have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rayman Digital. Subscribe to our podcast here for $5 a month, and you'll gain access to thousands of hours, literally thousands of hours of additional content, uh, including more back-to-tank discussions. Uh, We have just recorded, we just recorded a Lego Star Wars Frightening Tales review. And that will be going up on Patreon within the next couple of days. So please help us out. Patreon.com slash Wayman Digital. Pledge, subscribe. We need it. Uh, Every year around this time, I get on my hands and knees and plead with our listeners to subscribe. What do you have to lose when you click play week in and week out? I got a question. Why are you not subscribing? Do you hate me? Obviously, you like us if you're listening. And if you want us to continue to do shows as much as we do, we do need that support. It's really the only way we make money. So, patreon.com slash RaymanDigital. Thank you,
1: David. Thank you. May the force be with us.
0: Oh, yes. Ah, yes.